We have spent this season of Lent leading up to Easter asking for how you can remain invested in the true treasures of life. Let's just pause the sermon here for a second. Bing! What are the true treasures of life? Right relationship with God, with others, and with yourself. We can resume the sermon now. Bing! We have spent Lent looking at how you can remain invested in the true treasures of life. Right relationship with God, with others, and with yourself by practicing the spiritual disciplines found in our congregational rule of life. The rule of life is a routine of spiritual practices. Well, let's see how well you have been picking up on these, and if we can recite them together. Some of you may end up cheating, but we're going to try not doing that. The first mark of discipleship is worship, and then the next one is pray, serve at St. John's and beyond, love others, and build spiritual friendships, know the Christian story, and invite others. Give, rest, good, not too bad, and we'll be continuing to go over these different uh, marks of discipleship in our life together. But I would ask this of you, would you say that you have made some progress this Lent in your faith, or some progress in investing in the true treasures, or some progress at least in trying out different spiritual disciplines. If you've made some progress, raise your hand. I think you made a go of it. Excellent, excellent, well done. In today's letter to the Philippians, St. Paul, in chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, talks about his own journey, his own journey of discipleship. And here's what he says. Not that I've already attained this, or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but there's one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, and turning forward to what lies ahead. I press on for the goal of the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. If you look at Christian history, if you look at the history of the faith, and you look at faithful Christians, both ordinary folk like you and me, as well as the superstars of Christian history, the saints, you will notice something unusual. That different people, different faithful Christians, strain forward or press on toward the goal in different ways. Sometimes in radically different ways. So just think about the differences between a Billy Graham versus a Mother Teresa. Both faithful Christians, but radically different forms of discipleship. You might say that they each took a different spiritual pathway to Christ. And for you to know your spiritual pathway, and to work with your spiritual pathways, and not against them, can transform you as a human being and jumpstart your life of discipleship. So as you hear about the spiritual pathway, be thinking about which ones might be yours, or which ones might be somebody you know. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? Yes. Don't make me do the rumble over voice thing. <clears throat> Some of you remember that. Okay, so the first pathway that we're going to talk about is the serving pathway. People who are wired by God with the serving pathway feel most alive and closest to God when they are serving others. Whether it's stacking shelves at the food pantry, tutoring a child, uh, repairing somebody's home. For people who have this pathway, their faith comes most alive and they feel really full of faith and they're on the right track in life when they're helping others. Do you know anyone like this? Is this your pathway? A second pathway is the relational pathway. People who have this wiring feel closest to God in the context of relationships. So whether it's attending worship, whether it's praying, whether it's serving at the soup kitchen. For people who have this pathway, these activities become mammothly more meaningful when they do them with others. Particularly people they care about. Do you know anyone like this? Is this your pathway? A third pathway is the intellectual pathway. These are the people who like to read the heavy stuff. These are the people who often will not come to faith, or not embrace a deeper faith, until their intellectual questions are answered, or at least taken seriously. But these kind of people feel a lot of energy for their faith, and often for God when they're studying the deep stuff of the Bible, or philosophy, or theology, and more. Do you know anyone like this? Is this your pathway? A fourth pathway is the contemplative pathway. Uh, folks like this are often seen as being a bit strange, uh, even by other Christians. Uh, contemplatives often have a deep hunger for God's presence. Contemplatives often gladly spend a lot of time alone, sort of mulling over life and smelling the roses. And some contemplatives seem to have just far greater capacity than most of us for supernatural connection with God and with prayer. Do you know anyone like this? Is this your pathway? In keeping with our Latin tradition of bad jokes, I now have a bad joke for you. So two guys were hiking out in the woods together. And they come across this peculiar set of tracks. And they argue about what the tracks are. One guy says, this, this set of tracks here is absolutely a set of bear tracks. And his friend disagrees. Oh no, absolutely not good chap. They are not bear tracks at all. They are very clearly deer tracks. And they continue with their little argument. And as they're arguing, they get run over by a train. I'm glad some of you were all bored for that joke. Uh, yes, yes, uh, Dominic is tracking with me now. And let's just chug along. A fifth pathway, a fifth pathway is the artistic pathway. People who have this pathway, this sort of wiring, feel closest to God, their faith comes most alive when they are expressing something from their heart or their imagination. They might be a musician, 
They might be a dancer, they might be a cook, they might be a painter. But in all cases, they would be people that we would call creative. And when they are able to express their artistry toward God, wow, their faith, the doors of their faith just fling open. Do you know anyone like this? What's your, is this your pathway? A sixth pathway is the creation pathway. For people who have this wiring, they feel most alive and closest to God when they're outside. It could be out in the water, it could be in the mountains, it could be in the woods. And it is essential, red pen, circle, it is essential for people who have this pathway to get outside on a regular basis. And it's even better if they can do some of their spiritual disciplines when they are outside. Do you know anyone like this? Is this your pathway? A seventh or final pathway that we're going to look at is the activist pathway. These are people who go through life at 100 miles per hour. And it's not that they're necessarily killing themselves and being unhealthy. Though this is a danger for people who have this pathway. It's rather they're sort of wired, it's sort of their nature to be active, to be busy, and to have their hand in a number of projects. Often the activists, people who have this pathway, are passionate kinds of people. And they orient their whole life around a cause or a series of causes. Do you know anyone like this? Is this your pathway? So seven pathways, there may indeed be more, but those are probably the major ones. And I'll tell them to you again. Serving pathway, relational pathway, intellectual pathway, contemplative pathway, artistic pathway, creation pathway, activist pathway. And we'll be exploring these pathways in more detail in our Wednesday Latin Bible study. But I have a question for you. I have a question. Question for you. Question for everyone. Do you think that as individuals we all benefit by experimenting with and trying out all the pathways? Yes, we do. We do. But often the biggest blessing is when you major in the pathways that are yours and you orient your spiritual life and your life around those particular pathways. That's often the greatest blessing. So I'm going to give you like 15, 20 seconds. I want you to talk with the people around you about which pathways maybe you feel in affinity for, pathways you see in other people. 15 seconds, I'll make some background noise. Background noise, background noise, background noise, background noise. Okay, let's uh, reel you in. We could, we could have a lot of conversation about this. Uh, just very briefly, any comments that people make? Any things that people talk about? Yes? A lot of combinations or intersections. Yeah, absolutely. You may have one or two. You may have like a minor, you know, that, that kind of thing if you want to think about it that way. Other comments? Yes. You have the last three. Good. You have, wait, I can hear you. You have the last three. Look at that. The brothers share. So
So that way, if you both share three of the pathways, you always get along so well, right? <laughs> not, not as much. Uh, we're going to do a little poll, and I'm going to just name the pathway. I want you to raise your hand if you feel an affinity toward that pathway. And I actually want you to face each other so you can see other people in the parish who might have your pathway. So just sort of look at each other. Now, a word of warning from our sponsor. It actually can take a while to figure out what are actually your pathways. Often we fall into pathway envy. Like, I wish that was my pathway. But, for the sake of this poll, when you hear the pathway, you feel some sort of energy or inclination toward it, just raise your hand. Serving pathway. Okay, lots of hands. Relational pathway. Intellectual pathway. Chris, why aren't you raising your hand? Come on. (laughs) Contemplative pathway. Artistic pathway. Creation pathway. The activist pathway. How shocking this pew here. Great. So, another question for you. Another question. Do you wish to have a fuller relationship with God, with others, and yourself? Some of you aren't too excited about any of those things, apparently. But yes, it sounds like most of you do. Well, if you do, then you need to work with your pathways and not against them. So, for example, if you have the contemplative pathway, your life should not be endlessly scheduled into lots of chaos and noise that will kill you spiritually. If you have the relational pathway, you should not beat yourself up because you find it hard to spend long periods of time in prayer and scripture reading. Instead, you should find someone to pray and study the scriptures with. And if you have an artistic pathway, and you have not yet found a way to express your artistry in the church or toward God, you really need to do that. It would be well worth your time to sit down with a friend or with family and talk about your pathways and how you can encourage each other in your pathways. Because many people, simply by embracing them, have sort of discovered new levels of joy in their life. New levels of discipleship, and new levels of even productivity. So, work with your pathways, not against them. Okay, question. What is the mission of St. John's? Love God, love others, and make disciples. And what are disciples? Disciples are people who love God, love others, according to the teachings of Jesus. How can you do your part to make sure we're accomplishing that mission? Well, there's actually like a pickup truck worth of stuff you could do, so just ask. But the major things you could do is strive to be a disciple and not just a churchgoer. Practice the spiritual disciplines and embrace your pathways. But make no mistake, church, no mistake, we will not be able to accomplish our mission or realize our vision unless we do it together. And we're going to say that word in unison on three, very enthusiastically. One, two, three, together. Excellent. And as much as you and I need to lean into our individual pathways in order to be blessed and have a fuller experience of God in life, we need the other pathways that our fellow disciples have in order to be all that God would have us be as individuals and as a church. To put it in the words of St. Paul. We do not consider that we have made it our own. But there's one thing we do. Forgetting 
what lies behind and pressing on toward what lies ahead. We press on toward the goal of the prize of the heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Amen.